Hello, this is Boss Woman, a podcast about women, comedy and business. My name's Katie and this is my mum, Karen. <laughs> Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this. Mama said, Mama said, Mama said, there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this. My Mama said. So last week we managed to get through the fringe deadline, which... Uh, was stressful for the team, but I think we're really happy with the program. Karen's obviously still very much on on top of on in charge of the program programming for the fringe every year. How are you feeling? It's good. It's thank goodness it's nearly over. <laughs> I mean, we've a few late comers come in, but uh, it's taken a long time this year, and we've got we have got a very good program. It's quite. Female focus, which is what we want. Yeah, in our headline slots, we've tried to make sure that we've got uh, a lot of strong, powerful women. And I think this year, more so than ever, we've wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, we want the focus to be on us supporting women and encouraging women. Um, and so the programme, full programme, doesn't launch until the 31st of May. However, we've now got over 70 shows on sale. Or yeah, yeah, so the shows that managed to register for the early bird are all on sale now, so we've got about 90 shows on sale, I think, which is great. 90 of shows, that, that is a record. We've never done that before. Yeah, we've never managed to get that many on It's getting earlier and earlier. never used to be like that, though. That's all those, sh- all those shows that were re- registered before March, which is I know. madness. I know. But it's made it more difficult to fit in all the other things around it, but it's good to get tickets on sale early, I think. Yeah, also saves us a bit of money <laughs> with the registrations. Oh, of course. The registration we have to early bird discount helps things. I mean, that's one of the problems, I think, with me, is that it's not money that, that pushes me. Drives it's actually, you. It's the artistic side. So this is why you are going to be so brilliant, because you more... You care more about the financial side. Well, so I we want to. I think we we both want to see the business carry on. But I want to. I'm getting more and more excited about the artistic side because I am becoming more and more of a massive comedy fan. Like, there's nothing better, especially doing the basement year round. It's been um, incredible for that. Every weekend, seeing incredible acts. That's been great for that. Yeah, and I'm getting more and more cynical. <laughs> I've seen it all. No, that's not true. I I still love comedy. Of course, I do. Um, so once, so now that you've done the fringe program, now that well, we've still got gaps that we're we're not we don't have gaps. We're f- slotting in people that are still looking for venues. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what are you focusing on now? Um, late and live, our flagship show. You've got some stories about late and live, I bet. Uh, I suppose I have many <laughs> a story. Go um, on, tell tell me how it first started. How late in life first started? Yeah. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> well, it all goes back to the olden days of alternative comedy. Right, no, come on, stop <laughs> turning on for the for the microphone. Just tell me, talk to me, tell me how you started. Um, well, it wasn't even you that started it, was it? No, that's unfair. <laughs> What's my business after all? Yes. Um, yes. Well, um, the first year we started. Um, we found that 
the comedians who were coming up to Edinburgh during the Fringe had nowhere to go, really, nowhere for them to congregate. So they used to come down to the Gilded Balloon, and we were the only place that managed to get a late licence. And um, we How got... How did you manage to get a late licence? Um, we applied for it, I suppose. I oh, don't did know. No, had nobody else tried? No, and, well, there was no other place like us because... Um, most venues uh, finished around two or three. No, most venues finished by one, really. And we ended up going to three or four. Yeah. And it ended up four o'clock and then eventually five o'clock. Did it only turn to five when you moved up to Tivit? No, it was, was it five in the Cowgate. Five in the Cowgate, but only in, in 2001. Really? Only for or 2002, something like that. Yeah, late on. Yeah, late on. Um, but that's when it started starting at 1am and finishing at 5am. But what what happened was that all the comics used to come down and the, the bar was adjacent to the venue. So all the comics would be in the bar um, goading each other and giving themselves, you know, enjoying the company or, you know, just teasing each other, yeah. etc. And then they would hear who was on. Somebody would say, well, you should see how... How Frank Skinner's getting on, or uh, yeah, because it was literally like you could hear it from the bar, couldn't you? Right. you? Could so they would all rush in, in and out, yeah, and stand there smoking away. The whole place was full of smoke. It was a cloud, yeah, yeah. And um, even I, I used to smoke it late in life, but that was when I was up at TV. How terrible is that? The heckling and poor uh, comics that went on stage and uh, and died or thrived, you know, thrived. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. There's so many champions of late in life, uh, from Mark Lamar, who was magnificent. And if Mark Lamar could please come back into comedy and do stand-up, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Was he an MC or was he a...? Yeah, he was the best MC you could ever have. Yeah. Um, Boothby Graffle was another amazing MC. He did... And Frank Skinner did quite a few years as well. Mm -hmm. um, he was pretty potty-mouth humour. Frank Skinner in, was. In those days, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Well, there's one story that I thought was amazing, um, although very rude, and it was um, these circus girls from Australia uh, were over and um, doing a show at the Palladium at the time that we had. The Super Furry... No, what were they called? No? No, I... Um, don't ask me their okay. names. I won't. Um, <laughs> That's me told. Because it'll take me a while to remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Were they blonde? They had been... Never mind, they were sisters. One of them had broken their back. back I'm sure, in I remember Circus Oz. Carry on. Oz. This is in the Palladium days. Yeah, I remember is... the Palladium days. Just saying. <laughs> Carry on. Um, so... There was some very rude boys uh, on stage that you know, we're just being boys and, you know, showing off and, you know, bringing out the appendages and showing Love them off and all these kind of things. Um, and so this girl decided she was going to teach them a lesson. Mm -hmm. So she decided this quite early on in the evening and drank our sponsored lager we had at the time and drank about... <laughs> six or seven pints of them. Oh, it was whole garden actually, just in case anyone <laughs> wants to know. It's whole garden. And she had six or seven pints. And then she um, 
walk, she went up into the rafters or the the yeah, rig, the, the rig, and they were on doing their stuff, and she had arranged with one of the techies who had brought a pint glass into the middle of the stage, yeah. and she hung upside down with no knickers on and peed straight into the glass. <laughs> Oh and she God. filled a pint glass without spilling anything, and all the guys the on fuck stage. How did she practice that? Uh, all the guys on stage just looked in with their mouths open in absolute <laughs> astonishment, as did all the audience, as yeah. we said. Were you there? Uh, I was there. I, I was actually in the foyer where most of us amassed, yeah. uh, who were networking. Yeah. And somebody told me, Karen, come and look at this. We opened the door, and my <laughs> jaw just dropped. <laughs> but oh, she got away Jesus. with it, and she got a standing ovation. Yeah, good on her. <laughs> well, bloody hell, I would hope so too. So, you know, women can do more than just, uh, you know, <laughs> one up on the men. What were you going to say there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, um, is there any stories about you at Late in Life? Oh, what, me? Well, were they ever dragged up? You know, they always must have said, oh, Karen this and Karen that. And yes. dragged you up on many, stage. Many, many a time. But I don't need to talk about me being on. No, no, no. Life. I'm just wondering. I'm asking. You there was. Any stories you can about ask you. Adam Hills about a story while he held me on stage by my bra straps <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep me from falling into the crowd oh but that was, you know, it was a late one <laughs> well, that's, was, that's the days of late night that I remember which was Daniel Kitson, Adam Hills that's and right. Russell Howard, was Russell yeah, Howard in the yeah, same? Right. yeah, and you know, carrying bikes through the uh, debating hall and all well, that that was stuff. David Doherty David O'Doherty um, David O'Doherty uh, auctioned his bike yeah. and they, and they carried, carried him it through the crowd. Yeah, I was right. there that night. Were you? And then you there was could one only night. have been about 14. Yeah, I was about 15. That's why I was smoking. <laughs> and then, you, you're breaking the law telling <laughs> people this. <laughs> oh. Oh, anyway, um, and Adam Hills bought a flight to Norway for someone. That was a good one as well. That's right. He... Um, oh, that was something to do with football. Yeah, I know. I never understand yeah. the football. But, you know, that's how he got... He, that's why he's so brilliant. It's all these years of, of performing in Sydney and then yeah, and then coming over and doing late and live. But that's what I don't you know, like. What's the comedy industry's changed so much? You know, like what is the next going to be the next thing? You know, late and live was unique and one of its one one of a kind. And now com- comedians are all looking after themselves. They're all vegan. They're all going to bed early. You know, well, luckily not all of them, but well, completely different. Yeah, I don't know how. It's a business now. It's yeah, a big it's, business. Yeah, it's a big business. And for sure. um, people want to be up there, stars. Mm. It's not just about comedy. I mean, I would say though, late in life has still a fun element. I mean, John yeah. Hastings, who is one of our regular hosts. Yeah. Loves it, absolutely loves and it. He's and he's incredible at it. Yeah, and, and takes it, you know, like you were saying about Mark Lamar, there's certain MCs that you need, to, when you know a good MC the minute that they walk out on stage, you know, and John Hastings is just that. He balances it so well. I mean, one of the things that I'm not keen on in comedy, especially club comic, is how they um, talk with the audience or talk to specific people in the audience. Yeah, and pick it, on them. Or yeah. And, pick on them and give and and make them feel embarrassed and it's you know they try and get their laughs out of the the audience mm-hmm. and I would much rather they were funny 
in themselves. Yeah, and doom. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's the antics that makes late in life unique and they can make be funny with the antics so it doesn't need to be about taking the piss out of audience members and stuff. Exactly. Unless they're particularly horrible hecklers. But, I mean, way back in the, in the late 80s and early 90s, I mean, we had some of... I mean, Lenny Henry would <laughs> come down and sing with the band yeah. and... Um, Hugh Laurie came down and was playing, and you know all these people in the industry would yeah. just come down because there was nowhere else that they would go, and everybody would go there. Yeah, exactly. So that was the camaraderie of of the comedy crowd in those yeah. days, which is I'm not saying it's not there anymore, but there's so many people now that want to yeah. be has changed a lot, you know. Yeah, for sure. Right, that's enough for this week, Mum. Are you absolutely sure? Absolutely. Okay, that's enough for this week then. <laughs> Thanks, goodbye. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days.